0: I wouldn't even know how to do that. What do you do, just like walk up to random people and go, hey, blah, 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 sports. Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast, a part of the empire.com podcast network. Dare I say the preeminent podcast of the Dynasty Sports Empire podcast network. We bring you the latest in sports and fantasy sports with, shall we say, a lighter approach to what most people consider a very serious undertaking. On the show today, episode 64, uh, American League preview on the eve of opening day for baseball. Very exciting. Uh, preview the Masters coming up this weekend. Uh, wrap up the final four from last weekend and Monday and NBA is in the stretch run and the Los Angeles Lakers are already eliminated. Email us at DSE the at gmail.com at DSE podcast on Twitter, DSE the podcast on Instagram rate and review us five stars on Apple Podcasts to help other people find us. If you give us a five-star review, we read it on the pot and Spotify has ratings now too for podcasts. So give us five stars there as well. With all of that out of the way, I'm your host, Jeff Roman, and alongside me tonight and every night is a guy who, along with me, definitely did not jinx the Mets last week, Tim Reinhardt. Welcome, Tim.
1: No, we can't be blamed for any any such jinxing that happened. None. Zero.
0: As soon as, as, soon as we were like, ah, yeah, 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 we'll pick him for the World Series. DeGrom yes. goes out for like a month or a couple months, and Scherzer... Is hurting. Uh, their opening day starter is Tyler McGill, and they're starting some guy I've never heard of in right field tomorrow. So, uh, it'll be, <laughs> yeah, very interesting for the Mets. Uh, I still think it will be fine, but it's just, uh, very, very funny what, it's, uh, it's, what we just,
1: did. it's so very, it's so very Mets luck, like that's that's just been that way for over 10 years now it seems like even even when they were good that one year 2015 they they run into you know kansas city buzz saw like they it just it, it's been one thing after another for those mets
0: yeah it's very very metsian um but this week we're going to talk about the american league yes um so we will go through division by division and then we can talk about um, who we think is going to take the the crown for the American League home? Yes. Um, so let's start with the AL East. We got the. Ooh, this is a tough. Um, yeah, this division. is a real, real tough division. So you've got um, the Orioles, who last year won 52 games and this year projected for 65 games. So there were a few more games, but still not in contention. Um, the other four teams are all battling for the. AL East crown and in, in the playoff spot um, blue Jays, Yankees, Red Sox and Rays. So uh, based on uh, depth charts on fan graphs, uh, blue Jays are projected for 92 Yankees for 91 Red Sox for 87 and Rays for 85. Interesting. Um, so that's a big come down from the Rays from a hundred wins last mm-hmm. year. Um, what's your overarching thoughts here well, on, on the AL East?
1: Yeah. Sport? So I, I mean, I think it's uh it's, got four four pretty solid teams and I, I was looking up some projections a, a little earlier and I saw that like Zips has all four finishing with 89 wins which would be like the Jeff Roman chaos scenario. Oh yeah. That, I'd love that. That we're all kind of silently rooting for. Um, I, I don't I don't know. I always underestimate the Rays so I'm going to try not to do that this year. Uh, they've the last two years, I thought they would just be okay, not great. And they've gone out and been great. Um, so I'm not going to go ahead. I'm going to say that they overachieve that 85 games. If anything, I would maybe flip-flop um, the Rays and the Red Sox. I'm not certain the Red Sox have, <clears throat> have the... The starting pitching to uh, to bring it home. So, I mean, I think I'm uh, looking at their. Uh, there we go. Their rotation. We've got Native Aldi, uh, who I know you like. You you. Yeah, uh, I do
0: like. Had a big year last year, but yep. I, I don't know if he keeps
1: it up. Yeah. Um. I mean, he throws a lot of strikes. Uh. His. Fielding independent pitching was lower than his ERA. I, I think he, uh, he strikes out nine guys a game, only walks two. I think he's got the the supporting underlying numbers to do a repeat um, performance. But then Nick Pavetta, Tanner Hawk, Michael Waka, Rich Hill for right now as, as we await Chris Sale and James Paxton. Um, and... Those are less exciting names.
0: Right. And, and the the thing that I found interesting is like, then you look at the Rays rotation and they are Shane McClanahan, Drew Rasmussen, Ryan Yarborough, Corey Kluber yeah. uh, out of nowhere, and Luis Patino. So, I mean, they're not – exactly uh murderers row of rotation either which is probably why they are projected for a little bit of a step back but if anybody's going to kind of patch it together with uh with uh gum and and duct tape it would be them um they've been known to do a do a uh piggyback a opener and that sort of thing so i think that they could get pretty creative with yeah their, i mean with their they're
1: thing. their front office math geeks for lack of a better term are going to find a way So they've, they've done that pretty consistently now for several years. So I would, I would assume that they're going to outperform that 85, That that would be my guess. Uh, I I do think the Yankees, um, and, and Blue Jays are right around it. I think if I had to project this division, I would, I would go with the Yankees to win it. Um, and either the. Blue Jays are the Rays and second, the other team in third, the Red Sox in fourth, and uh, the Orioles, the the bottom feeders.
0: Yeah, right. And I I think, yeah, I I see, it seems to me at least the Yankees and Toronto maybe, like, not a tier, but maybe maybe like a mini tier above the the Rays and Red Sox. Um, Obviously, we counted out the Red Sox last year, um, and they proved us wrong. So maybe they'll do it again. And same with the Rays, you know. seem like we count them out every year and they always overperform. So this one, it, the, what I like about this division, and I know by July, I'll be sick and tired of seeing AL East uh, games on TV, but I, I love that there are four teams that are going for it, right? There's nobody that's like, eh, you know, there's not three teams that are like, eh, maybe next year, right? So the Orioles are, are certainly... Uh, a maybe next year team, but I think they're better than they have been. And there's a bunch of there's four teams that are all in it to win it. So that, yeah. that's very exciting and I like to see that.
1: Now the well I'll save this for, for our for our playoff projections.
0: Okay. So let's go to the AL Central. Um, we've got um, based on the 2022 depth chart fan graphs projections, White Sox uh, 86 wins, Twins, 82 wins, Guardians, 77 wins, Tigers, 76 wins, and Royals, 75 wins. So that would put uh, the White Sox uh, into the playoffs there as the division winner and Twins battling for a wild card spot there and the rest of the teams kind of uh, around the same line with high 70s and wins, but not making the playoffs. What do you uh, What do you think here?
1: Yeah, so I uh, think we've got. I, I, I wouldn't argue that that um, those standings really whatsoever. Uh, you know, the Twins are kind of an enigma. Um, they have historically hit fairly well. Um, they pick up uh, Carlos Correa. That. Um, should boost the lineup a bit. Um, I like Gio Urshela uh, over from the Yankees. And then I I guess they've been one of the over the last five years, I feel like they've been one of the stronger hitting baseball teams. So I would expect offensive output to be be pretty strong. Um, We got a rotation of Sonny Gray and Dylan Bundy, they, they have Chris Archer who, um, I I think never really lived up quite lived up to the potential, you know, so not, not like a, a big, as you called it, murderers row, uh, like group of, of guys on the mound. So they may, they do,
0: they do have two very hot sleepers, fancy baseball sleepers and Bailey O'Bear and Joe Ryan. Yes. Um, big time sleepers, both, um, you know, just drafted in 2017 and 2018 in the later rounds, um, not hyped coming out, but have, have put themselves onto the the precipice and, and are very hyped sleepers
1: um, and should be, should be interesting for their for the end,
0: end of their rotation there.
1: Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, Joe Ryan in particular strikes, strikes out a decent number of guys, doesn't walk too many struggles to keep the ball in the yard a little bit. Um, but, I think that's uh, that's something that can can be tweaked with with a little different um, what do you call it uh, with a little bit of a different approach. Um, so I, I I like him. Um, what what it amounts to, I'm I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. So.
0: Especially with a with a, a park that seems like at least for Minnesota, it, it's a bit of a launching pad. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. So his home field could could elevate those home runs quite a bit.
1: Exactly. I, what makes them right? What makes them a strong hitting team is is then that's the double edged sword. So, um, I'm less enthused about Bailey O'Bear. Is that how you say his last name? Yep. Uh, at least I think so. <laughs> yeah, because he's got an even worse um, flyball problem from from my research. Um, so I uh, I'm not as high. Yeah, I'm not as I'm not as high on him as um, as it sounds like you might be. But I, either way, if those two guys take steps forward, I think was is your point. Then. Twins could be in the mix,
0: yeah. And uh, the other other contender, obviously the the White Sox, right. with you know pretty stacked lineup. Certainly, well, I think about well now that they have got AJ Pollock, they probably go a pretty strong lineup one through seven. I don't know anything about <laughs> Gavin Sheets. I know he's a, a pretty uh, another popular sleeper um, as their DH, but they have obviously Giolito. And, Under-performed last year, and I can
1: tell you that as a fantasy, right. <laughs>
0: Dallas Keuchel and Vince Velasquez apparently is, is part of their, uh, I don't know how he's still around, but, um, you know, I think between them and Minnesota, it's going to be, it's going to come down to those two teams. I, I, l- I actually like both these teams, maybe even more than these AL East teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's a little bit scary, but, um, Eighty-six wins. Yeah, they're about par on par with Red Sox and Rays. Yeah, I, I probably like them, maybe a tick more than those. Um, but uh, I, I think I like the Twins. Looking at these two teams, I think I like the Twins a little bit better. Guardians are kind of selling out all of their. Uh, obviously, they they kept Jose Ramirez with a big contract, um, but it seems like other other things that are not nailed down get traded away, uh, and the Tigers are not quite there yet. And the Baez is not a good acquisition, so they will not win this year. I don't think. And the Royals are still in the constant state of rebuild. Yeah. Um,
1: since, since uh, the mid, yeah, I mean, 2015, uh, since they won
0: the, since they won the world series yeah. pretty much. Um, all right. So we'll, we'll save our playoff projections for yep. the end here. So let's go to the AL West. Um, we've got, um, let's see. So Just looking at the 2022 projections, we got the Astros at 89 projected, Angels at 83 projected, Mariners at 80 projected, uh, Rangers at 75 projected wins, and the Athletics at 70 projected wins. So, um, Athletics uh, appear to be selling off everything that's not nailed down, speaking of doing that. Um, So, they're kind of out of it. Uh, The Rangers made two big signings with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. So, um, they are projected to increase their wins by 15 this year um, doesn't look like it'll be enough to compete but um, stranger things have happened so that leaves us Astros angels Mariners what what are your what are your thoughts about this division
1: well I think it you know it's been it's been uh, the astros division now for for what half a half a decade um, right. So I think uh, it, it's hard to hard to pick against them. Um, I I do. I say this every year, and it never happens. Um, like the Angels to take a step forward. Um, so hopefully they're they're capable of doing that. Just just because Mike Trout to me is such a a likable. Um, a likable star. I know that a lot of people disagree with that in terms of like, his, you know, hasn't really put himself out there all too much, but I think he's a, he's a great, great player. I love watching him play. And so I'd love, maybe, maybe it's just more me rooting for my heart here or from my heart, uh, which, you know, I'm, I never do that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, is to, to see them in a, in a position where they can make a, make a playoff run.
0: Yeah. I mean, they have an interesting team, uh, obviously, uh, Otani and Trout are two of the biggest sure. stars uh, in the game. Two of the best players in the game. Uh, they got Ren- Anthony Rendon is a big contract. Um, they have uh, maybe at this time a post type uh, prospect in Joe Adele who hasn't really proved himself coming up, but has lots of uh, lots of pedigree in the minor league. So you know if those four players kind of play to their capability, they have a pretty good. Lineup, and I actually quite like their uh, one-year gamble on Noah Syndergaard coming off an injury. Um, Just you know, when he was uninjured, he was you know one of the best pitchers in baseball. So I think making that that play uh, to go with Otani on the mound in their rotation is is it may or may not pay off, but it's definitely an interesting thing and something it's a big risk just because he's
1: thrown. 18 innings or something ridiculous like that in the last uh in the last two seasons. So right. I, I mean I happen to like him uh like him a lot. I think he's I think he's he's a really good pitcher um when when he's healthy. So that's going to be that's going to be the key. I think uh you know they they do have a couple interesting names like uh you know they have the former Yankee prospect that never really panned out and Tyler Wade now um i think he's slated to play some second base um so i can he at this at this stage reach his what what people were saying were his potential five years ago when he was coming up through the yankee organization um so interesting names to watch mike trout can he stay healthy show Otani. can he stay healthy um they might be injuries might be their own worst uh you know, or they, you know, might be their own worst enemy in that regard. So uh, if they, if they can, what do you call it? All the stars align and they can, you know, have everything work out the way it's supposed to, I bet they could, they could be a pretty dangerous team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's the key is health. Like if Trout especially stays healthy all year, that's key. Um, But the, the Astros seem to me at least have to, to have a better team. And I think I'd probably like them to, to win the division. Um, but I don't know. Angels are, are interesting.
1: Yeah. I don't know much about this Jeremy Pena guy that is going to step in for Correa. Um, do you, yeah, I don't,
0: I don't either. Um, 31st overall prospect, um, and Houston's number one prospect. So, um, projected for like a 20 and 10 home run steal year. Um, Not a high on base guy, you know, not a big slugging guy, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in that, in that good Astros lineup, I think uh, can just kind of step in and get on base and hit. I mean, you know, it, just hit as much as you can at the bottom of the order. I don't know. I honestly don't know a lot about him either um, because I was <laughs> reading and I was like, Oh, Jeremy Pena is the starting shortstop for the Houston Astros. Oh, okay. I guess I got to figure out who that is. Yeah. Um, that was a couple of weeks ago when I was doing my draft uh, draft prep for uh, all these different leagues. So um, third round in 2018. So uh, is uh, a pretty interesting, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does um, 24 years old. So uh, they have a good lineup around him. So not a lot of pressure on him to perform uh, offensively from day one.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I guess to continue the sort of bull or bearish conversation, you know, does Alex Bregman's power numbers go back up? Uh, four or five years ago, he was hitting over 30 home runs and, that really hasn't been the kind of hitter he's going to be, or he's been um, of late. So that's, that's a question. Michael Brantley is a line drive machine, um, but he has been incapable of generating the same kind of power that he did, you know, back when he was in Cleveland uh, for that final year in his first year in Houston. So a couple of not, you know, not big question marks, but things also, need to break properly for their lineup um as well um yeah you know Framber Valdez is is it Framber or Framber how did? It... yeah i don't know um I guess this is as good as mine i've yeah. only read it so he uh he made some noise uh during the playoffs last year and was fun to watch um so a a fun a fun pitcher there what's what's Justin Verlander got left um. So, questions questions there as well, I guess. Right. I mean,
0: Fran is, is your who I like, who I have in a bunch of fantasy leagues, who I've had for a few years. Um, I like, but again, he's your number one starter. So you, I think about your number one starter as is like he's a good pitcher, right? Strikes out a bunch of guys, has a decent ERA, but he's not. He walks. Probably more than uh, he should, yep. um, but he's not going to really scare anybody, in my opinion. He's, um, if he were your two or
1: three, you'd be like, "Yeah, right. we got right. rotation." If they,
0: if, yeah, exactly. If they had a if they had a real a real stud at the top, like old school Justin Verlander, I think they would. Um, I I'd like them just a little bit better. I I still think they're the probably the class of this division, but um, it's not. Not quite as open and shut as it used to be. Yeah.
1: So, so go ahead. I was going to give you a fun uh, Framber Valdez stat. Okay. Give um, it to me Last year, um, batted balls, 70% were on the ground. That's incredible. Wow. That is a lot. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's astronomically high. So yeah, <laughs> if you do you know looking at just like random other pitchers they' they're in the 30s and in the 40s uh, some are in the 50s he 70% of batted balls are on the ground and if that's sustainable, I don't know that it is that that's a big jump from where he was the previous couple of years. Um, if that somehow is sustainable, then he'll be all right. Uh, obviously ground balls don't leave the yard so, Um, keep, keep rolling, uh, worm burners and, uh, he'll, he'll be okay.
0: Right. And he also has it, but he also has not Correa back there as well. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, not knowing everything about Jeremy Pena may make a difference, um, for how those, how those turn into outs, uh, behind him. All right. So we're doing three divisions, six total playoff teams, Right? That's what we're doing? Yep. Okay. Every week I'll ask you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, all right. um, Give me. Yeah. I'll let you go first. Give me your playoff teams and I'll give you my playoff teams.
1: Division winners: Yankees, Chicago, Houston, then. Three wild cards will be Toronto, Tampa, Angels.
0: Interesting. Okay. So I've got uh, Yankees in the East, Twins in the Central, and Astros in the West um, as the division winners. Then give me the Uh, the Sox and the Blue Jays to make the playoffs and also the White Sox to make the playoffs. Wow, so no Angels. So, no Angels. I I mean, I would love for them to be good, but I just, I feel like they're the way their team is built, it just takes in a trout injury or a tiny injury or or something like that to just throw them completely for a loop. So, um, very, very thin line there. So, how do you how do you see this one shaking out? Who who do you have taking it?
1: Um, boy, it's not really exciting to say the Yankees, is it? Um, <laughs> I but I will say I will say the Yankees. Um, offensively, I I, I think they're going to be pretty, pretty difficult to, uh, pretty difficult to stop. And then the top of the rotation, Garrett Cole is, of course, cream of the crop. Um, less so excited about, you know, Jordan Montgomery um, and and Luis Severino, if they're able to put it together. I do like Jamison Talion. Um, so I think – and then their bullpen is just from – Chapman, Loisaga, Chad Green, Clay Holmes, um, you know, these guys can absolutely fling the uh, fling the baseball. So I think uh, I think they're going to be tough to beat. So I'll go Yankees in. Wow, I guess I picked the subway series.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say that wow. you picked the Subway Series. Realize
1: that, um, <laughs> but yeah, bring back, bring back uh, the days of watching World Series in the Jewett NPR. What was that? That's right two two thousand
0: 2000. 2000, Yeah,
1: yeah, it's our freshman year. Yeah, okay, okay. 2000, yeah
0: two thousand yeah two thousand Subway Series. That's big, right. Uh, uh, it was a it was a big deal around uh, around the dorm. That's right. Lots the of, lots of New Yorkers.
1: Um, broken bat throw. Out my, yeah, bat. that was my Halloween costume that year. I walked around uh, with a with a Clemens jersey and and a broken bat. Um, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, I I will go I'll go Yankees. What about you?
0: So, I think the Yankees pick makes sense based on how their team is, but uh, I'm going to shake it up a little bit, not to do the same thing as you. And I'm going to say the Minnesota Twins take take the. I think yeah. they uh, have a great offense probably the best, maybe the best offense in the AL. Um, I really like Sonny Gray on their team. Uh, and Bundy is a guy that is is kind of one of those, as it's never really put it together, maybe he does. Um, they got some reclamation project, projects there. And I like their bullpen with Taylor and Tyler, Taylor Rogers, Tyler Duffy. Mm-hmm. Um, not Not the Yankees bullpen, but I don't necessarily think you have to be uh if if things break right for you, which it has to in the playoffs for any team really to win. So um I'm gonna I'm just gonna say Minnesota. I think they we'll just, need we'll a big
1: bounce back year from and now I guess it's really gonna be like a couple of years from Miguel Sano. Yep. Um and um also Max Kepler who used to be your boy or is still his yeah. your boy?
0: Yeah. Still, still my boy. Um, not on my fantasy team anymore, but my team um, is still named after him.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, if, if your team is still named after him, then yeah, then he's very I, much still a part of your heart. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they have,
0: they have one guy projected for less than 16 home runs.
1: Yeah. They're going to, they're going to pump home. Match. That's that, that much, yeah. that much we can, we can be sure of. Um, is Max Kepler going to be Max Kepler of 2019 right. or 2020? Yeah.
0: And they're betting on and they're betting on Gary Sanchez, who kind of has washed out. I'm not um, in on New, on New York.
1: Sanchez doing. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna bet him on catching the ball. I'm not gonna like. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he he really didn't um, didn't quite pan out the way the way things people thought initially when. They were calling them the baby bombers that one year. I want to say it was like 2016, but you know, uh, the saying goes: once you've displayed the skills, you own the skills. So, um, okay. he has the ability to put it all back together. See if he does.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, they're an interesting team, and let's uh, let's watch the homers go and uh, and see how far that takes. Yeah, take they're so. going to
1: hit some so, home well. runs. You're right about that.
0: Yeah yeah all right so that's the al preview opening day is tomorrow for some teams two games already postponed um off to the the rain date on friday so there are a bunch of games on friday um we gotta and then we're into it then the games are coming every single day so um that is the best part about baseball you just look up anytime (laughs) they got games now Going to be starting at eleven thirty in the morning Eastern Time. Um, I just saw they signed a, a new deal, so even in the morning, you don't even have to wait till noon um, for games to start. So it'll be excellent there. Uh, all right. So dealer's choice uh, on on your end, Tim. Masters Final Four or NBA NBA pieces.
1: Let's go Final Four since that happened last yeah. week. We'll we'll do a quick little or yeah earlier this week. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so Kansas Kansas wins the uh, the championship. How about um, they that, beat huh? they, they beat Villanova pretty handily um, in in the the final four game. Pretty much out of the three games, the only one that was kind of a snoozer. Um, then the Duke UNC game was uh, pretty much back and forth, back and forth throughout the game. Uh, Duke misses a couple of key free throws at the end, and, and um, UNC wins that one. Yep. And then the championship game. Um, UNC was uh, had a, a rip-roaring... Well, Kansas started out like 7-0 and then um, UNC went on like a 16-1 to run at some point during the first half and had a 16-point lead, I believe, going into halftime. Um, and Kansas really only took them half of the second half to overcome that. Um, and the last 10 minutes of the, of the game were kind of like just like back and forth. Um, Kansas had a lead, UNC had a lead, and then it um, appeared to me at least uh, that UNC pretty much just ran out of gas they're pushing the pedal to the metal. um they're you know at some points in the second half they looked like they were on tilt um with with Kansas scoring at will so their their big man went out uh re-injured his ankle like with a minute ago and Kansas yeah. got the key bucket he was struggling uh, with their uh, big man against the against the much smaller uh power forward uh right when they needed it
1: and that that what what's the the guy's name in whose ankle was injured he he looked like he was hurting for most of this yeah. the second half yeah
0: I think he was hurting the whole game but he 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 was there at least and at least could play he was big enough at least to give Kansas' his big man problems yeah. um but at the end they just didn't have anybody to guard him and he just scored an easy two to to put that game out of reach at that
1: despite, end. despite um, Kansas doing their very best to try to give <laughs> give uh North Carolina, one last opportunity with that inbounds play where they.
0: Oh man, yeah, they, they inbounds it and then inbounds then it, stepped right step out, of bounds. out of
1: bounds. The first step. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a fun game. Uh, I mean, I'm I feel like I'm still tired from from staying up that late. I don't know. Why <laughs> they started. I was watching it. I was watching
0: it in. I was watching it in bed. Uh, I watched this the like last ten minutes in bed. Oh
1: my goodness!
0: Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna get in bed and watch the end. Uh, so that didn't make it easy to go to sleep right after that, but um, at least I didn't have to migrate from the couch to the to the bed at that point.
1: Yes, well, smart move on your part. I wish I had done that, um, yeah. but <laughs> I, I think you know the the Kansas just was so fast. I, I mean, I don't know m- like much about basketball, but they were you could tell they just could fly and it was hard for teams it seemed to catch up and it makes sense if if north carolina was indeed out of gas that would that would make 100% sense
0: yeah and and that's what we you know we talked about Villanova last week being being one of the slowest paced teams and you saw kansas play at kansas's pace and then villanova not being able to catch up Playing at a pace that was not their own, right? Um, and you know, I think there's some advantage to playing slow, which we saw from Villanova. But when you can just play fast, it they would just run out on every miss, and and they would get you know uh, great opportunities before the defense set. Um, and I think that wore UNC down at the end. And and ha- uh Kansas throughout this tournament has a great second halves. They were down big to Miami uh, a couple of games ago, sweet 16, maybe. Uh, and you we know, won eight, the yeah. second half elite eight. Yeah. Won the second half, like 45 to 17. Um, so they have done it before and it was uh, um, a great game too. I just wish we had, had seen a buzzer beater one way or the other, uh, anywhere throughout the tournament. Any, oh, any, no,
1: no buzzer beaters in all what? So there's 60... 65 Five games? games I think yeah yeah wow yeah how about that yeah that, yeah,
0: that was a real bummer but we the Duke UNC game and the UNC um, Kansas game at the end were good games so I, w- I didn't feel like ripped off at all but um, maybe just one you know could have give us one in the first round and I've been been happy
1: yeah just like a, a an 11 an 11 uh, six seed game would have been yeah. a nice buzzer beater there
0: yeah, so exactly even even the, you know like one of the the higher seeds to save their save their first round cool. game would have been great yeah all right so on to the masters uh Tim we've got uh a tradition like any other that's what they say. this weekend um Tiger woods himself uh is, is still on the fence a little bit I feel like it, it seems like he's gonna try to play um so that'll be very very interesting I think to to uh see tiger out at Augusta again hopefully it will be uh more like vintage tiger and less like kind of like sad bad tiger if that makes any sense um so what are your thoughts on this john rom is the the betting favorite um here but you know i think it's 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 wide, a wide open field as usual.
1: Yeah. So the, the tiger stuff, it's, it's great. Um, and if this indeed is his comeback, it's going to be wild. Um, you know, I, I, and I've been following all this, these like pre pre rounds or whatever they're called, they call them, um, a little bit. And he seems like he's absolutely smashing the ball and that, you know, can he, can he play 72 consecutive, you know, holes in four days that's uh we'll find out it's not like uh he he's he's not playing on like the municipal flat course here right so uh right it's gonna certainly tax him um yeah it's hard to argue against john rum he's he's put together um a real nice uh real nice end to last season start to this one um look out scotty scheffler who has, I think has two wins already so far this uh this season. Um Jordan Spieth always is a name to to look out for. Um I, if I'm picking a sleeper, um I love Colin Morikawa. Um so this is now I believe his second time at at the Masters, so it's very rare for a first timer to ever step in and win. Um, I like him, or I always have a soft spot for Xander Shoffley. So sure, I think those two would be my sleepers if I am picking a like a horse to to ride. And you know, uh, what do you call it? Like a, one of the favorites. I am gonna go. Uh, I am gonna go Justin Thomas. So. I I think those that that's how I would pick them. Thomas, if I if I have to, if you made me pick a favorite, and then, um, you know, I could easily see Morikawa or Shoffley being in one of the last two groups on the last day, uh, with an opportunity. I would
0: uh, I would love to see Xander as a uh, owner of Xander in uh, Fancy Golf League. Uh, would love a big week from him. Masters or uh, majors are worth uh 50 percent more than every other week so or any other non-major week okay. so
1: and you know he's geez. like the king of the top 10 finish he's been right. around all these like major championships he, he's been in the top five he's been in the top 10 and it just is one of these days he's gonna put it together and yeah uh let's let's make 2022 that that day, that that year
0: yeah, I've seen a lot of a lot of uh, love for Scotty Scheffler as well, who you shouted out. So that he's at sixteen to one, uh, based on these odds that I've seen. So that uh, looks like a uh, a good player to to chase after. So uh, one thing tangentially uh, related to the Masters here, one player not at the Masters is Phil Mickelson. Have you been following this story?
1: Um, with, I just the Saudi Golf not, League. Just that he's not there. That he right. Not, so yeah.
0: So he was uh, trying to join this kind of breakaway uh, golf league as a competitor against the PGA called the Saudi golf league financed by the Saudi, uh, Royal crown fund or whatever um, would have. Yeah. I would have, uh, you know, less, uh, less events, more money for the players. Um, some, events in the u.s some around the world um and then had some fairly uh you know kind of like accidentally gave him truth serum when he was talking to a journalist about <laughs> why he was uh taking uh, money from the saudis and he basically talked about um you know the why he was doing it <laughs> and the the truth about the things that uh you know, people in charge of Saudi Arabia have allegedly done atrocities type things, and also that he was just doing it uh, to get leverage over the PGA and basically put his foot in his mouth uh, royally. Uh, not uh, and so pretty much failed to uh, failed to get the leverage that he wanted over the PGA. Also failed in getting any players from the PGA to go to the Saudi Golf League. And now he is the reigning PGA champion, and not at the Masters. And who knows if he will even play at the PGA? So it's kind of a, uh, I don't know. He he lost all of his sponsorships, and uh, and it's kind of an unfortunate situation for Phil. But um, this this kind of breakaway golf league may still happen, but um, it seems like it lost a lot of its uh, a lot of its shine, uh, so to it,
1: speak. It's so bizarre so, for for a guy who like. One was, like, on the ascent in terms of his, you know, I don't mean, think he's 51 as well. He's, he's up there. But he was on the ascent in terms of, like, his image. You know, he was doing those. He did that, like, uh, Phil versus Tiger, uh, the match. Uh, they did the one with uh, with Brady and Manning, which, which was fun, and a lot of people watched. He wins the PGA. He's, like, dramatically changed his, like, his life and he's, you know, hitting the ball further in and, and his, and his health is hitting the ball further now than he ever has. And then this happens. It's just like a weird, um, like for, for a guy that was like just trending in all the, all the right directions for, for this now. And for it to like, look like, Oh, now we're going in the, going in the opposite direction. It just is an odd twist of fate
0: yes exactly yeah he was you know maybe not ascending necessarily in his golf game but ascending in his uh his profile and his different uh you know thing i mean he's probably making plenty of money from his sponsors um but apparently not enough and he needed more from the saudi golf league so uh that is a fascinating thing to me and i don't know if he'll be able to defend his pga championship but um not at the masters which is i'm sure heartbreaking for him but you know he uh, he <laughs> said some things and tried to do some things that he shouldn't have done, and so he is uh, reaping the consequences. consequences of that.
1: Yeah. So, right. well, I, I, do you have a do you have a pick?
0: I I really do like the Scotty Scheffler one. Um, won another won one I will throw
1: out so far this year. Uh, I I was wrong. Three. He's won three tournaments.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, another middle tier name I do like is Will Zalatoris. I think this is his second, um, time. I don't know in, if he's necessarily I mean, going to
1: second last year, if I remember right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He came in second. Um, so from what I have understanding of the people I'm listening, trying to listen to the people that, that, um, bet this and, and know pay attention to the like stats in golf better more than I do. Um, in Augusta, the course history, how well you play there in the past matters more than your current form. And so obviously Zalatoris, second last year, um, gets another shot at it this year. So I think that's a good player to, you know, come from that middle group, the Shoffley, Morikawa mid tier, uh, guy to, to take it. Um, where are his odds at he is looking at like 28 to one right now. And this one where I, I'm looking at it. So, uh, okay. Man, I that be, would be my other than Scheffler. That would be my guy that I'm thinking about.
1: I would. I wouldn't be surprised if like a Louis Oosthuizen, uh is, An- another is guy on my fantasy team in, uh, involved you know? in the last yeah. in the last day. Um, I always kind of like uh, Tony Finau. Um He was he maybe three or four, the year Tiger won it, which I guess now is like three or four years ago. He was in the uh am i where am i mixing this yeah i think so i think he was in the final uh one of the final two groups um and just kind of faded at the end so there yeah there's there's some fun names to to pay attention to um it's it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun for four days yeah so let's let's
0: help me out here and do a little start sit on my, okay. my fancy golf team here.
1: So how many, what are the, uh, uh, what are the rules in terms like how many starts do you? So get? you,
0: you, yeah. So you basically get, get points for birdies making the cut. Um, birdies, Eagles are, are positive points and, uh, bogeys and above are, are positive or negative points. And then, so you get negative points for missing the cut and positive points for making the cut. Obviously the masters a lot more, players make the cut then miss the cut so that shouldn't be a problem but the basic rule of thumb is you want guys that score low um guys that get birdies um and and so Mm -hmm. um so I have uh Shoffley obviously I'm starting Oosthausen obviously I'm starting um beyond that my next guy is um Max Homa who I'm gonna start yeah um so, kind of the the last piece, the stardom him, situm him here is, uh, I have Tyrell Hatton. Um, he's actually forty to one, so he's he's uh, around Matsuyama's uh, level actually, and Ustausen. Um, so that's why I'm currently starting him. But the other options are uh, are Kisner, Glover, or Lee L E E Lee from from South Korea.
1: Okay, so. Um I don't mind Kevin Kisner. Yeah. Um it's between Kisner, Lee, and who? Glover. 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 If it's between those I'd... three, I I'd go I'd go Kisner. Or among those three, I'd go Kisner.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so yeah, so I have four four starters. Xander, Oosthausen, Homa, and right now I have Hatton as my fourth starter.
1: Um, um hmm.
0: I like Hatton. Um Homa Homa's eighty to one.
1: So I I don't believe Hatton, Hatton won't forty this to one. year. Yeah. Homa I believe has. Yeah, so he, he won the first I mean the yes. in September. Homa has now. a win. Yeah, but he won the first tournament. He has one win. Yeah, um, Hatton has a top five. Uh, Ushausen
0: doesn't yet. Shoffley uh, does have a top five. Um, so yeah, I think I think you're probably right. I'll probably stick with that. But um, I wanted to. Okay. I was think I was thinking about that, and I wanted to as I was looking at the the names here. Um, well, Inevitably, a, the guy on my bench scores better than yeah, the guy well, in my lineup and not, not
1: this time. Not this time.
0: Yeah. Not this time. Not this time. As
1: as the silent um, partner of your fantasy <laughs> team, not going to allow that to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, to the assistant GM. Yeah, um, yeah we'll uh, we'll hope for hope for good good from my good from my guys, but I do like Scheffler. I do like Zalatoris. Um, so we will we'll see how that. We'll see how that shakes out this weekend. So that'll, that'll be fun. Um, all right. NBA. So NBA, we got pretty much three games left for every team. Um, a couple of, well, the biggest news I think is that the Lakers are now eliminated. They are three games out of the 10th spot with three games to go. They lost, have lost seven games in a row. Um, and the spur the Spurs have went eight and two over the last 10 and and took over that spot from them uh 10 te- you know counting the play in, 10 teams out of 15 uh, in each conference make the playoffs um kind of a ridiculous number when you think about it but uh Lakers not even in, in that top ten they did have some injuries obviously I'm not gonna spike the football here but the Russell Westbrook experience was a disaster, yeah. as I predicted. You talked about it. Uh, you said it. Yeah. Yeah, it pretty much was. It, it might have actually been worse than I expected. Um, and, you know, I it's sad because LeBron's a great player to watch. I mean, he's getting up there in age. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. Uh, you know, uh, it's I don't know. They're just bad. They're bad. They're, they're 11th in the West. So um, I'm not going to spare any more time talking about them because they're they're pretty much irrelevant at this point but they did get eliminated which is a big deal and you know i think there's a lot of different ways that their team have could have gone this year but but lebron is unique in that his power as the best player on the team and you know probably the best player in the nba top five still probably definitely um allows him to overrule the The powers that be. I think DeMar DeRozan, who's had a great year in Chicago, was thinking about coming to his childhood home of Los Angeles to play for the Lakers. And uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis decided they want Russell Westbrook instead. So that turned out to be a pretty poor decision in hindsight. And foresight, it was also a pretty bad decision. Um, So there's a lot of different ways their team could have gone, but yeah, it didn't go well. So We'll put them out of our minds right. now. They out, are out
1: of sight, out of mind. So, yeah. So, am I reading this right? That the only thing that is currently unsettled really is whether the Nuggets are the sick, like whether the Nuggets or the Timberwolves have to play a playing game?
0: Yeah. So, it looks like it's between the Jazz and the Nuggets. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm looking at five six. Um Nuggets or Timberwolves, yeah. Okay. Everything um, else is
1: set in the entire NBA in terms of like who's who's in in and who's in the play in.
0: Yeah. So the Eastern Conference is is set for who's in the play in and who's not. The seating is a little bit fascinating, and we'll talk about that. But in the Western Conference, yeah. So it's a, a two game lead by the Nuggets over the Timberwolves. Uh, so I think one win or one loss will will lock up that sixth spot for the Nuggets. Um, and put the Timberwolves, Clippers, Pelicans, and Spurs into that into the um into the play-in tournament, right? Um, the Western Conference, I mean, is dominated by the Suns. Uh, Grizzlies had a g- very surprising year um, and should be an interesting team. Um, but uh, Warriors always lurking there in, in the third spot. That one, that one should be obviously all, all the playoffs are, are end up being interesting. Um, but there will be some interesting matchups in the second round um, with Suns, Grizzlies, Warriors. One of those teams is is going to play uh, one of the other teams. Um, probably Grizzlies, Warriors. Um, so now, our teams, then,
1: in your opinion, yeah. at this point, like that are in the play-in, are they looking ahead to see who is potentially the the winner? Like, I don't know if this is even a thing the nets are getting killed right now. Yeah. Um, is there an advantage to them being lower perhaps? So is that even pot? Like, do they want to yeah. be the nine seed?
0: So good question. So they are at, so there's a big difference in my opinion between seven, eight and nine, 10. So if you're in seven, eight, it's double elimination. If you're in nine, 10, it's single elimination. Um, so I'm not sure why the Nets are getting killed uh, against the, the Knicks who are completely out of it. Um, but that if if the Hawks win and they lose, that puts them into the 9-10, which means they can't. They got to win two in a row to get the eighth seed um, right. versus winning one game to get the seventh seed. Uh, so that I think that line does matter. The eight, so the the lines that matter are between six and seven, and eight and nine, in my opinion, and obviously okay. ten and eleven. Um, so apparently, it doesn't matter to some teams, but um, others it does seem like to matter. And if we look at the West, the line is four games between eight and nine. So those those are pretty much set. Though the interesting one to me, and not just as a, a Sixers fan, is the two, three, four in the East. Um, Three games to go, the Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers are all tied with 49 wins. Um, And the way this will shake out is, could be, you know, very different for each team. Um, With the Nets losing here, maybe it won't be. But um, the second seed could face the Nets. Right. The third seed would face the Bulls. Uh, and the fourth seed would face the Raptors. So oh, Raptors are a pretty tough team. For
1: this. This is Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there's definitely um you know jockeying to who you want to play in the first round. Um famously Denver tanked to play another team a few years ago. Um and I believe they ended up losing. <laughs> um yeah, that's but just they uh right there, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The basketball gods yeah. got them. Um, so the Celtics and Bucks play each other once. Um, and I, and I wrote it down here, Celtics and Bucks play each other once. So that should at least sort out, um, you know, neither of those, uh, well, not both of those teams won't go three, and know? So the Sixers have the Raptors, uh, which is a, be a tough game. Uh, the Pacers and the Pistons Pacers are pretty much out of it. Pistons are, out of it but playing a little bit tough surprisingly they've won three games in a row uh, which is you know not what you usually see from a from a team that's just playing for uh draft pick at this point so that's they're a little bit interesting they did beat the sixers a few games ago um but all winnable games for the sixers the raptors game will be the toughest the bucks obviously play the celtics but they also have those tough pistons and the Cavs. the Cavs who uh pretty much are set at 7th nothing really to play for um and the Celtics have the Bulls who are kind of pretty much locked into 6 not a lot to play for and the Grizzlies who are a good team but may also have nothing to play for so there's there's a lot of, a lot of kind of uh, uh ifs uh going into that but the Celtics Bucks and Sixers have 3 games to sort out you know who's going to be two three and four and maybe you don't want to be two (laughs) maybe it might be better to be three right Uh,
1: yeah that these are all interesting interesting conversations and i don't know it, it it makes it like um i don't know i think like you're is biting the hand that feeds you that's the wrong expression i can't think of the expression i want like Right. Trying to manipulate your spot to get a desired team. I I feel like you're just, you're, you're flying too close to the sun.
0: Right. Yeah. I I think, especially if it's clear that you're doing it, like you bench all of your starters on the last game or something, right. Where you're just like trying to lose the last game. Um, and the, the, your opponent knows it. And I think that that makes it worse uh, for you going forward. But, um, yeah, this one this one should be very interesting. I bet this I bet the Sixers try to win out all their games. Um I bet they all I I think actually all three of these teams will try to win out all three of their games. The Celtics Bucks game is gonna be pretty big um for who takes that over. And then of course, you know, if all of those teams advance, you know, two of them are gonna play each other um in the next round. Yes. Um it's not not a given that they'll all advance, um, but you know two of them will play each other and it's gonna be uh, it's a tough eastern conference and I'm looking forward to the playoffs. Um you know obviously <laughs> the the Sixers uh season will end in uh agony uh and uh you know something terrible will happen. No but, you know I know that going in so I'm feel comfortable with that.
1: Uh, James Harden. Gonna he
0: you know you know uh, he he's great but he definitely is getting up there in age and I feel like he's lost a step. And I think that teams now realize that, um, and maybe he's hurt a little bit and that's why he's lost a step, but it changes the complexion of his game quite a bit because a lot of his game was reliant on that. He could do three different things. He could run past you. Uh, you know, he get past his defender. He could step back and shoot, or he could pass it. So you had to kind of pay attention to three different things. And now they've realized that he can't get past you. Yeah. At least not easily. Makes a makes little so, easier on the defense. Yeah, exactly. And so the defense just stays real close to him. And when he tries to do a step back, suddenly they are six inches closer to his hand. Yeah. Um, and, and makes those step backs that much more difficult. So we'll see if he has an extra gear in the playoffs he has again historically not been very good in clutch time and the sixers are a terrible fourth quarter team uh yet again so i don't know we'll see i don't i don't like the raptors i think the raptors are very good they will play defense against him very well um so i'm hoping for the 3 or even the 2 honestly um i don't know the nets i mean are the nets going to win who knows they might not even just not be that good um but Again, I'm I'm scared of them too because their their upside is huge. Right,
1: that's that's the that's the issue there. They, yeah, they could go on um, on an absolute tear.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited. I like I really like the play-in tournament. I think it's very exciting. Uh, I think it uh, it gives you extra levels within the uh, the playoff hunt. So there's different lines right between six and seven, between eight and nine. Um, that. That will start to shake things out a little bit differently and gives different teams different things to play for towards the end yeah, of the season. So I
1: like it too, as somebody yeah. only casual observer of basketball. Yeah, it seems like it's a good thing for the sport.
0: Yeah, and, it, and you know, I think it, you know, just like baseball going to a one game wild card, it gives you an instant elimination game, an instant game seven basically, mm. um, which is always what you want to see and why i think we like march madness because it's one game and done right if if these favorites got to play four out of seven uh you know i think we would see a lot less upsets um and also march madness would be like seven years long um but that's besides the point um more elimination games uh, are good i enjoy them all right. um anything else before we get out of here we're at
1: we're at one hour right on an hour just I, like. I think we've recapped it. it's just been a fun it started off as a fun week I guess it started on Saturday with the the final four then Monday yep. and now we got uh opening day and the masters all tomorrow so
0: opening day and the first the first um masters round on the same day is just I know they cut a few games out to get there but Having those two things on the same days is, is just like you know an
1: excellent, excellent sport to say. It's just it's 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 pretty fun. Uh, I'm going to enjoy yeah. it tomorrow. I know that. Dude. Okay. Well, I think I know what you're going to keep your eyes on, uh, and I will. You're going to keep and- your eyes on those two, Jeff. Let's be real. Yes, <laughs> and I am going to. I'm definitely.
0: <laughs> I'm definitely going to keep my eyes on those two. Uh, uh, all right. So as as i you know talk while i type which is always a disaster okay all right keep your eyes glued to the masters and to opening day and keep your ears glued to dynasty sports empire the podcast and we'll talk to you
1: next week all right um have you looked at these like these pairings for for the golf like who's playing with who yeah, so Tiger Woods is with uh Louis Ustazen and Joaquin huh. Neiman, who has been, has been pretty pretty good lately. Um then Scheffler, Finau, and Adam Scott, and so these are like the featured groups that are gonna be on those two are the featured groups, that will be on like ESPN app or the Masters app. Um, and you know, what's his name? Latin went last week, I forget his name. JJ spawn sticking the day at 8 a.m.
0: He's gotta got tee off first. But he, he just Alright, I was just gonna look. Uh, what time is
1: the first tee yeah, off Yes, First tee off is 8, 8, 8, of 8 a.m. last one's at two. Group, group one, eight a.m. We're gonna go. Okay. But uh, another good one is speed shoffley hoblin been, oh, that's a good one. Good too. That might not be a bad uh, a bad name to watch.